Welcome to The Catalyst, where we explore creative ideas to spark innovation in an unhealthy healthcare system. I'm your host, Dr. Lara Salyer, a physician and mom of three who is reimagining the way I practice medicine after suffering and overcoming burnout. Join me as I teach you how to optimize flow and catalyze your own revolution in healing. Tune in for candid conversations with leading experts in conventional and holistic healthcare who dare to believe a better future is possible for all of us. Life is made of teeny catalytic moments of immense impact. When strung together, the transformation is magical. Join us and let's color outside the lines. Welcome to this episode of the Catalyst Podcast, and we are getting creative. We're bringing Hollywood in. Yes, we are. You're going to meet Ari Mostoff. She is an award-winning entertainment producer turned healthcare narrative strategist with a commitment to scaling healing, and she works with healthcare innovators to create a new narrative for health. Listen, healthcare, it's getting a bad rap. We need a rebrand. And although we can't do this overnight, and our healthcare system has a lot of deficiencies and gaps that we are all working hard to address, people like Ari can help us get an innovative and refreshed perspective. Now, you're going to listen inside this interview what she does for individuals as well as companies, from departments to clinician entrepreneurs. She helps us understand the story behind the strategic mission, whether it's a new product launch or your own individual business. Stories are important because they give that framework. Humans are story creatures. We can make an impact just by telling a story much more than data. And so Ari is very essential because she will go in and help us understand exactly why story makes a difference. So listen in on this interview. It's really fun. You're going to hear some takeaways that you can start doing to look at your own business practices or even maybe your employment setting and Try and see, like a detective, what kind of story pieces are you leaving behind? Are there any clues? Are there opportunities to recreate a new narrative and a new strategy that can help you be more creative and a little less burned out? So enjoy this interview with Ari Mostoff. I'm so excited to have Ari Mostoff here. And, you know, such a whirlwind of connection. You never know who you talk to, who knows people, who knows other people. And it's been like, what, 20 minutes we've been talking off air. And I'm already excited to just finally hit record because there's so much that you can contribute to the world of healthcare. So Ari, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take over your own introduction because your stories are fascinating. I would love for you just to introduce why you're here, right? You are a healthcare narrative strategist. Why is story important? I want to hear a little bit about your journey and what got you here. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Lara. I really appreciate that. I'm excited to be here. Uh, so I, I'm originally a Hollywood TV film and game producer. I still dabble in that a little bit, but I've always been very passionate about healthcare. Just, I was very, very fortunate growing up the daughter of a physician scientist at a local research hospital where if I went to the ER, the doctor treating me with was his student, was my dad's student. So it was like VIP treatment. And I remember thinking, well, everyone has this. Everyone has like a doctor in their pocket. That's not true. That's not true at all. <laughs> and so I really started to think while in entertainment, you know, how can I use what I've done here in films, media, TV to create a better healthcare experience, really create a new narrative for health because the way we experience healthcare right now is so disenfranchising, so punitive. 
so disempowering. Um, and it doesn't have to be that way because I've experienced the best of it. And I just want everyone to experience the best of it. So um, about six years ago, I founded my company, WellPlay. We're a narrative strategy company. And we work with healthcare organizations, innovators, leaders uh, to really create a new narrative for health. And so I've been really fortunate to work all across the healthcare ecosystem. And I've been able to see what happens when you create a new narrative where something you know, this has been the way we've always done it. This is the paradigm. This is the way, this is the status quo. And if you actually create a new story that everyone is buying into and everyone is contributing to and feels a part of, you can change the way we do things. So I'm I'm very excited to be here and continue this conversation. I love this. And I love this creativity wrapped up in this because healthcare is for so long become very robotic, very checklist driven. And part of that is the science. We have standard practices. We have best practices. We have evidence-based interventions. We have all these things just seeped in science, but we've lost the art of, of healing. And the art of healing is so important. The art of healing is that invisible, you know, magic, the glue that really cements a relationship of you know, really helping someone at that pivotal point make behavior changes, you know, helping somebody support their knowledge and fill in gaps. And so tell me how you view this strategy of a narrative, helping us kind of do a, a rebrand of our, our crumbling healthcare system. Tell me more about that. Yeah. So I think about it in kind of two capacities. There's kind of the day-to-day -day stories that we're living in. You know, I woke up, I brushed my teeth, I went to bed, you know, these kind of little things, a story in my mind has a beginning, middle, and end. A narrative is much bigger. It's kind of this macro story that we're living in. And it's actually, yeah, we have beginnings and middles, but there's no end yet. We're still going. So with, when we look at healthcare, especially the future of healthcare, you know, we have to take those existing stories that we're in and use it to help us inform where we want to go, but allow our imagination to kind of dictate, okay, well, what's actually possible? You know, let's forget the fact that I have to be compliant in this and that there is this policy change here and I don't even know if I can pay my admin today. Like, let's take a moment and let your imagination run wild. So with that narrative, instead of saying, oh, we've always done it this way, let's recognize where we are and where we want to be. So I, I really love being able to kind of practice what is called relentless imagination. Ooh. And yeah, it's, it's fantastic because we, we are our own like bottlenecks when it comes to stories and the way we do things, you know, we're a storytelling species. I think we're probably the only one <laughs> to be honest, but the science is there over how, you know, storytelling allows us to make meaning, but it also allows us to kind of create action, create mobilization, allow us to get from point A to point B. As long as we know what we want and where we're going, we can do it. Yes. Uh, emphasis, exclamation point, everything, because that is absolutely true. This relentless imagination is so key to neuroplasticity and growth and providing that meaning, right? And and I talk about often that burnout in our brain is the same signature brainwave pattern as grief. If we look mm. under a functional MRI, 
The opposite of that is flow, is creative flow. When you feel like your world is expansive and, and you feel really almost in the zone, you know, all the senses are dialed in and you're just so excited to think of all the possibilities and it feels like the world makes sense. You know, we've all had that. And I love that you're bringing this back into the healthcare sphere. And as a clinician entrepreneur, you know, that is a necessity of what we need to do to put ourselves out in the world. We aren't an employee anymore. We're out there in the world with our business. And that needs to have a strategy. It needs to have a narrative. And so tell me a little bit about how that looks in your world. What do you help people do? Or maybe give us the top two or three takeaways that you're like, okay, this is something super important in your world. Yeah, absolutely. So I I think one of the key things that I've observed with my clients, and I again, my clients range anywhere from an individual clinician entrepreneur launching their new business to directors of nonprofits to the chief medical officer of a med tech company. You know, I, I I'll, I'll work with whoever is willing to you know spend the time really diving into their story and the story that they want to create. And so what I I see there is that there are a lot of thoughts that we have internally, especially when we're working in teams and of our own interpretations of how things are done, how things are going, what's being, you know, what's working, what's not working. And it's very hard to say, okay, well, we're going to do something new. If you don't recognize kind of that internal story we all have. So I like to create a space where we all kind of share our own internal stories of like, oh, okay, so we're going to, we're going to launch a new campaign. We're going to launch a new initiative. And if you don't give space to understand what you, your internal story is at that moment, you're going to just kind of, you know, drive right past all the important stuff, all the good stuff. You got to be able to actually listen, what I call story listening and acknowledge where we are right now. So, um, you know, a lot of that can look like, you know, I'm, for instance, I had a client who was in clinical affairs and she personally thought she couldn't tell a story. She had no idea. Um, she really had this very strong belief about that. And I, I, I told her, no, you, everyone has a story. Everyone deserves a chance to tell it. I'm going to help you create a space that we can kind of pull it together. So you can take that story and share it with others, depending on who you want to talk to. Um, and again, it's a little bit of just kind of getting out of your own head, putting it on paper or putting it in some type of tangible format and reworking it, massaging it, trying to figure out, okay, what's the language we want to use? How do we incorporate, you know, I, I really rely on Aristotle's rhetoric, which is ethos, pathos, logos. How do we make sure that what we're communicating can really tackle those three pillars of rhetoric? Um, and one of the big things that I see in healthcare is that we really rely on data, which is absolutely necessary. Absolutely. But not everybody is literate in data, especially patients, especially um, perhaps consumers or people who just, that's not, you know, I didn't spend six years being trained in how to understand biosignals and what the data means here. So if you have a bunch of data that you are using to kind of communicate what you're doing and the importance of what you're doing to somebody, you're going to lose people's attention. But if you take that data and contextualize it in a story, you're going to you're going to grab our attention because that's just how we work as a species. And so I really help people take that data as well and turn it into compelling storytelling. Oh, bingo. 
Perfect. Because conceptualizing that data is so important. And we as geeky, you know, physicians, nurse practitioners, I'm just speaking for myself. Sometimes we get lost in that fun data. It's really cool to go, Ooh, that's so fun. But it's sort of like putting me in front of my car's mechanic and him telling me all about the gears and the rotors and the whatevers. And I wouldn't know what he's talking about, but he's having a blast with all the data. Mm -hmm. Um, but when you tell me, hey, your car is about to die on the highway if you were to take it out again because your tires are flat, like, oh, that makes sense. That's a story, right? Mm -hmm. And our patients deserve that as well. We might tell them, like, you know, your hemoglobin A1C is two points too high. That doesn't mean anything. But if we tell them, if we lower it, you're less likely to have your leg amputated. You know, I mean, these are extreme stories, but mm -hmm. you know, that's the importance of behavior change is how often we as practitioners can feel frustrated when we felt like we've told a patient over and over, but we said, this is what you needed to do. And all it took was little Aunt Bethany saying something that, you know, this worked for me because it helped me do this. And then our patients made the behavior change. It's magic, right? Absolutely. Well, and it's just so funny because I'm working on a uh, readmission project right now for a client. And one of their big issues, you know, let's it's specifically working with people who have COPD and they'll come into the hospital and they just were discharged maybe seven days ago. Um, and it's like, well, you know, you have this chronic disease, don't you? And, and you know, there's so much, there's already so much kind of shame associated yep. with it and yep. blame and stigma. And yep. you just, we, the current discharge process is, is kind of just like, you got to do this, 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 this has no idea what the patient's context is. It doesn't really, nobody's actually listening to what story they're in right now. Yes. And so if we're not listening to the story they're in right now, we're not able to actually adjust those discharge instructions, adjust those um, medication management or disease management, all these different things to actually make sense for them. And so it's not just me, if I was the, if I was the prescribing provider just saying, hey, take your medicine, hey, do this, you know, that's just gonna, you know, I'm gonna shut down as a patient if I heard that. I'm I, absolutely, and I think a lot of us already do do that. You know, it's like you're not even listening to me. So when I when we think about it, I like to think about it as okay, well, what's their story, and how can we understand? You know, well, how do we meet them in that story? How can we support them on their own healing journey? Um, and I just wanted to call out you had a great analogy there about the auto mechanic. And I think that's something that I always tell my clients too. like, don't be afraid to lean on those analogies. Those are the best. Like that's, again, we're storytelling species. If you can explain yes. something as an analogy, I'm, we're going to love you so much more. <laughs> I agree so much like analogies and metaphors and all of those things. Like you said earlier in our conversation, you have to go where we already know, like start from some familiar story and then make that bridge to the unknown or the anticipated North star, you know, that you were talking earlier because there's no frame of reference, you know, I mean, obviously a kindergartner would never have brought their car to a mechanic. So I wouldn't be using that analogy, but right. that is exactly what, you know, this strategy is, is helping people work through, you know, where are they at now and how, and where do they want to be? Do you think there's hope for healthcare in a new narrative? You know, I've seen some really wonderful practitioners, advocates, just general, you know, innovators, you know, kind of creative outliers who who have these brilliant ways of seeing how healthcare can be delivered and experienced. And I know personally, having had such a privileged experience growing up and having had somebody who already speaks the language of healthcare always be in my corner, that if there was a way, and I do think there is a way to kind of just increase our own um ability to self-advocate and empower ourselves and change our system, 
really redesign the healthcare system in a way that reaffirms agency, reaffirms that at the end of the day, the person doing the healing is is the patient. It's not the doctor. It's not the nurse. It's not the pharmacist. You know, I I have this belief that all healing is really self-healing because yes, we need we need those medications or those interventions or you know, some type of guidance, but you gotta do it yourself. And that's hard. That's very, very hard. But that's where we can support people with like community and other types of social social wraparounds that really do say, hey, we believe in your ability to heal yourself. We're going to be here to help you. So um, I think when I look in kind of a more innovation space, I think I see things that are really phenomenal, like with AI that are helping people determine, do I go to urgent care? Do I go to the ER? Do I just call my PCP? That's that's huge because I I might have that that ability to say, oh, I'm just going to call my dad and he'll tell me what to do. Like, but you know, my dad was a physician. But for everyone else, you know, there's just the health system is so complex. Where do you even start? How oh, do you even yes. figure it out? <laughs> truly, truly, truly. And I think us inside the bubble as physicians or nurses, we don't understand really because we have those like you said, the privilege access, or we can call a colleague, a friend, or we're inside the system. It's very hard to see unless you're outside the system, how incredibly hard it is to navigate. Now that I am outside the traditional system, I'm on my own. As a patient in the system, I see the glaring you know, faults and it's no fault of one person. It's the system. It's really broken. It's very uh, disconnected. You know, There's no follow-ups. There's no, you know, you get lost. You have to be an advocate or you will get lost in the system if you don't have somebody, you know, or something. And this is where I agree with you. I think AI can be tremendous. We can learn a lot from, uh, you know, ways that we can cut the, you know, cut the timeline down where we can get some help and more clarity to start from C instead of A, B, and then C. Hey, have you visited the Catalyst Way yet? It's an online hub designed just for you, where we spark your creativity, passion, and flow to build your own self-expressive medical career. There's so much to explore inside the Catalyst Way. If you're a functional medicine practitioner, check out our Catalyst Studio Mentorship, your gateway to membership micropractice, with everything you need to grow and scale your functional medicine business, including private mentor sessions, masterminds, access to quarterly legal lounges, and much more. Or peek inside the world's first digital subscription delivery box service that delivers monthly content to make your functional medicine clinic run effortlessly, including customizable infographics, SOPs, templates, and hand-selected mastermind recordings. Or maybe you just want some entertaining and useful CME. You'll find that at the Catalyst Reclamation CME online course. You'll learn neuroscience behind burnout, embrace flow, master your calendar, fortify boundaries, and transform your burnout into boundless energy and joy using our three-step AHA method. It's approved for 10 hours of AMA Category 1 CME. Use the code podcast for 10% off. And because I'm a practical mom of three, guess what? The Catalyst Way also has tons of freebie content too. My favorite is the Catalyst Compass Quiz, which matches you to an ideal jumpstart strategy to find your spark. But I also love the free Catalyst Calendar Time Management System and Functional Micropractice Checklist. It's all here at the Catalyst Way. Visit drlarasalier.com 
forward slash catalyst to start coloring outside the lines. We're creating empowered, self-expressive clinicians as catalysts who lead healthcare transformation. Are you a catalyst? Visit drlaurasalier.com forward slash catalyst now. I like that you're bringing lessons in from Hollywood. I would love things to be closed captioned. That's just me. What other lessons from Hollywood would you like to see in healthcare? <laughs> yeah, so I, I, one of the things that I love about Hollywood is we are having, currently I'm in Los Angeles, I'm in Hollywood, I've been here for 12 years. You know, we love our fans. We love to cultivate fans. We love to take a story and turn it into something that people want to be a part of no matter what. Even when the screen ends, they are still continuing that story. So you have something like Star Wars, and that was originally a movie that then the screen faded to black, and then people are like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. But then they started to develop this own community around Star Wars. They started to continue to that's continued that story that they saw on screen in their daily lives. They, you know, that's where like fan fiction comes from. That's where cosplay comes from. That's where toys and games and whatever you get to create as an individual comes from. So I really love how Hollywood has kind of nailed down this fan model. Why can't we apply that to healthcare? So it's not just like, oh, um, this is a healthcare experience that I enjoyed. It's actually, this is a healthcare experience that I want to be a part of. I want to help co-create. I want to continue. And so I really see this happening with the social media, um, not the clinician influencers, but actually people just sharing their daily lives of living with diabetes, living with sleep apnea. This is my hack for having, uh, you know, having to feed myself through a feeding tube. This is my fashion when I'm, you know, when I'm not able to Yes. go outside today like it's and so there's tiktok something like tiktok has been very phenomenal um just extremely valuable for so many people saying oh you're you're the co-creator of your healing journey like okay maybe your your pcp or the medication you're on is helping you but this is you this is your story you are the fan here taking this story and just running with it and so and and that's the thing, you know, healthcare doesn't end the moment you leave the clinic. Yes. It's always it's, you know, and that's that's hard. That's hard for people to wrap their head around. So when we have it modeled a little bit better with things on social media and there's just people sharing, you know, what it's like to live with a chronic illness, what it's like to be diagnosed with something, it's very helpful and I think it destigmatizes. Um, the other way Hollywood is fantastic at helping us kind of just better understand and change our attitudes around something is you'll have stories with our favorite characters. Let's take Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy, you know, it's a very popular TV show with these doctors. <laughs> and it's actually been studied for its effect on increasing uh, screenings for breast cancer awareness based on just a storyline that they had. Um, and there's been several instances of this where there is actual... TV or films that, you know, they have an educational component, but they're also really shifting the attitude, which I think is even more important. It's, you know, if you can go from, oh, yes, I'm aware of that this is an issue. I'm aware that diabetes is a problem, or I'm aware that, you know, maternal health is something I should be concerned about, to actually changing your attitude and then even taking action, that's where the real power is. And so, like we discussed a little bit earlier, um, I'm really interested in how do we use entertainment to change behavior because it's not just enough to, okay, I saw a film about uh, diabetes and now I'm like, okay, maybe I'll, I'll go get my A1C checked. 
it's you actually have to change your your behavior to really have that that substantial efficient effective change that makes a difference so i'm i'm very personally inspired and and excited and i that's my personal kind of research project is how do we use entertainment to change behavior as well oh i think prochaska would love you in the trans theoretical model of human behavior change because that's what he was all about and i love that you're using story and hollywood to drive that mission and when you reference tiktok that is really normalizing to see other people like you it helps destigmatize health conditions it helps provide increased accessibility because what they're doing is allowing consumers to see somebody like themselves and then also raise questions of oh well you know my i haven't really been to my doctor in my six month recheck it looks like i should go back you know all these little storylines get get really connected together. Whereas in the past we were in silos and it was a shameful thing to admit you might have a condition. Now that we're seeing these things normalized, I'm hoping that for the future of healthcare, it allows patients to speak up sooner to their provider and they're not as scared and they're they're willing to be braver. And that allows our, us to do our job easier. So we're not hunting for information we had no idea was going on. And together we can come together and create, you know, kind of a happily ever after story if we want to use Hollywood. I love it. Um, in closing, tell me a little bit more about the health hero's journey. Yeah, so the health hero's journey is something I've adapted based on what is a very well-known hero's journey by Joseph Campbell, which, you know, he was this scholar who really looked at storytelling across cultures and across history. And he originally described a, I believe it was 16-step journey that a protagonist goes on. And it's a story that, it's a story structure that is used across different cultures, different religions, different uh, communities. And so I've actually, we, we, we use the hero's journey quite a lot in Hollywood, but we've simplified it usually. <laughs> and so um, I'm very much inspired by the work of Dan Harmon, who is the creator of Community, um, who created what is called the story circle. And so the story circle is only eight steps. Um, and what happens is we we might look at this it's it's just a big circle right and it has you know you start here as a character in your status quo this is your normal environment but then something happens and then you have to un enter the unfamiliar adapt to it you finally get what you want there's consequences you return to your familiar kind of status quo situation but you've been changed that's a very simplified version of it <laughs> and so when it comes to health when it comes to healthcare, what I what I see a lot of is that people, especially if they are on the practitioner side, they see themselves as the hero. And absolutely, in your life, you're the hero. But when you're treating a patient, you're not the hero. The patient's the hero. The patient is the one going on that journey. They're the one who started in a state of, oh, I'm I'm feeling good. I'm feeling all right. But then something something happened. Something changed. You know, maybe they fainted. Maybe, you know, they got bit by a shark, you know, something changed <laughs> and they have to navigate that unfamiliar territory. And as a health hero, you're the one that's going on that journey to figure out how do I get back to who I was before this thing happened to me? Um, but ultimately, you're going to return to your kind of normal state, but you're going to be changed. And that's that's what we see in healthcare. And so um, I love teaching that model to especially clinicians um, because they understand, oh, I'm a part of their journey, but I'm not the one going on that journey. And it's a kind of just a it's a mind shift for them because I do you know, I, I also some people are like, oh, 
well, of course, doctors and nurses and PAs and lab techs are heroes. I'm like, absolutely. But who's doing the healing right now? Who's going on that journey? So that's that's what I kind of like to recenter for. for my that's clients. beautiful and so important and very timely, especially in functional medicine, personalized medicine. When we are going on the fringes, on the cuffs of innovation in healthcare, and looking at patients and helping patients that may have been dismissed in conventional healthcare because of symptoms and of just different things they haven't learned yet that we can help with. And so it's really great that you've you've narrated this so beautifully, the health journey, that we are the guide. And personally, I think it takes a lot of pressure off of our shoulders because I want to support people in their healing. I don't want to be responsible for it. And, and part of that healthcare system that I'd love to have a magic wand to redo is that codependent mm-hmm. habit that we've become that the doctor has to know everything and, and be the one to heal you because that's not, that's not what happens. I mean, you're ultimately responsible for your own body. And so I love that you're bringing that agency back to the patients. You're giving them a, a framework. You're helping providers and clinicians really re-engage with healthcare as a story in only the way Hollywood can and make it fun again and creative. Thank you so much, Ari, for joining us today. I'm just so thrilled that we got connected. In my life, you know, healthcare strategy and narrative has always been something I've been intrigued with and I've benefited from it, you know, with my mentorship, making my catalysts, the the main heroes of the journey that they are reinventing healthcare. And you're doing this for health systems across the world. So thank you for being a catalyst of change. Where can people find you? Yes, you can find me on my website, which is wellplay.world. So that is W-E-L-L-P-L-A-Y dot world, W-O-R-L-D. I'm also quite popular, I like to think, on LinkedIn. So that is just Ari Mostov. Just give me a quick search. You can find me there. And I'm sure, you know, if people want to find find me, they'll find me. If not, it's okay. That's so typical LA and I love it. No better way to end it. You know, just look me up, right? You'll find me. Thank you again, Ari. And for those listening, keep coloring outside the lines and like and subscribe. Send this to a colleague who could use a little bit of creative refresher in how we can use strategy and narrative in our new healthcare innovation. Have a great day. Thank you for listening and subscribing to the Catalyst Podcast. My vision is a world without burnout, and my mission is to teach 1 million medical professionals how to tap into creativity and flow to increase joy and well-being. We all deserve a medical career that is self-expressive, unique, and creative. You can help by signing up for my newsletters. One of my highest values is gratitude, so I love giving back. And each newsletter is gamified. The more you share, the more you win. It's easy to sign up. Just go to drlarasalier.com forward slash win. Thank you for coloring outside the lines with me.